Hello, and welcome back to The Rewind. I'm Josh, and this is a podcast where I watch a bunch of movies and talk about them with my friends. Today's episode is about The Farewell, and I'm happy to be joined by friend and recurring guest of the podcast, Hannah Couture, to talk about this one. Hannah, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, so The Farewell is the new film from uh, American or Chinese-American filmmaker Liu Wong. It's her second feature film. She did a very little scene movie called Posthumous about five years ago, but this is kind of like a, her leveling up a bit, and it's a, uh, she made it with A24. It's uh, based on her personal experiences uh, when her grandmother was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and uh, large parts of her family decided they weren't going to tell her grandma about her diagnosis because that's kind of the way they handle such things uh, in China. The movie stars Aquafina as Bili, who is the main character, and has a pretty big cast of uh, both Chinese American and Chinese actors. And um, her dad is played by uh, Tai Ma, who has been in a lot of things you've probably seen in America. Her grandma, Nai Nai, is played by Shuzin Zhao. And uh, I think this is – the movie is actually, I meant to say, is adapted from her own This American Life story because she told it there first after trying to get the film made for many years. And then uh, after that story came out, she was able to kind of put things in motion to get the film going. And the, it's been very well received so far, and I, I find it uh, very interesting and I'm excited to talk about it with Hannah. Hannah, I guess where I'll first start is, you know, th- there's a lot of movies out there about loss and about grief. And – I think there's two things that make this movie pretty unique. One being that it's manages to be that, but also be a comedy at the same time. Not that that's the first time that's ever been done, but I think it's pretty impressive that this movie is able to be both funny and uh, deal with such heavy themes at the same time. But at the same time, also be about the loss of a grandparent. You know, like, I feel like just someone losing someone close to them is like kind of like a jumping off point for a lot of movies. But I feel like you don't see too many movies where they're largely about like, the loss of a grandparent because you know that's like a common thing it's not like i mean it can be it's sad when you lose a grandparent but it's something that's kind of expected in life it's not like losing a significant other at a young age or losing a child which kind of makes for something a little more dramatic uh i so i guess where i kind of start with you is uh what did you just uh think about the premise for this film and how you kind of connected to it yeah um so i had heard the um this american life segment um where Lily Wong first told this story, but I didn't, I didn't realize it until I was reading reviews of this movie when it was at Sundance. And I was like, this sounds familiar. And then went back and I was like, Oh wait, I did. Hear oh, this so you listened to you listened, Oh, so you did listen to it. Well, it was just, it was funny because I don't regularly listen to this American life, but I guess that one kind of had gone viral and I ended up gotcha. listening to it. So I did know the, the basic premise of the story and I, you know, this movie got, has gotten very good reviews. So I was looking forward to it and yeah, it was interesting to finally see it because my one of my main reactions to it was how funny it was. And I feel like people mm-hmm. have kind of been underselling that because a lot of the conversation, understandably, has been like, you know, this is a great movie about loss. This is a great movie about having a relationship with a grandparent. And, you know, my one of my least favorite ways that people talk about movies is when they just say, like, oh, it made me cry so much. And it's like, okay, that doesn't really tell me anything about the movie. And I, but, I, um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you're the kind of person that cries at many movies or TV shows. And no. Neither so, am I. <laughs> Um, but so it was kind of a nice surprise to see the movie and I, I laughed at it a lot. There's a lot of very relatable yeah. things with the, some of the things that her grandmother says to her and like her dad gets a couple moments that just killed me that are, you know, he gets some like dad jokes in there. <laughs> um, so it's a, it, it's a sad movie, but it's also a really fun movie to watch. Yeah. You know, I, I guess where I'll, well, I'll start by talking about is that, you know, I, 
I I guess even I I lost a couple of grandparents in the last couple of years. I was like very very fortunate because I know it's pretty unique to make it to like age twenty six, almost twenty seven, and have all four of your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never was put in this exact situation. I want to talk about like the ethical dilemma because that's kind of the heart of this film. But you know, like uh, my grandfather that died in uh, December twenty seventeen, he was probably had the fewest health problems out of like all my all of my family you know like he like just even though he probably ate drank all that more than any of them and did more unhealthy things to his body like he just had the fewest so it caught the family completely off guard it was a shock and i think the experiences i had coming together for that and then when my grandma died in spring of last year like uh that was kind of expected a little bit she had been sick for some time and so there are two different experiences but i think they kind of informed how i watched the movie and that like i've had two very recent experiences where like my whole extended family like came together when they hadn't been together in a long time so i'm like i spent this whole movie like one just kind of processing the position this family was in and at the same time like recognizing all of these different beats from like what it's like when a family gets together when they haven't gotten together for a while and it's for something sad and you just got to kind of deal with the fact that like it took something like this to get us to come together and i was so that that was something where i kind of spent this whole movie thinking like wow you know this is like it, it feels like she really gets something here she gets what it's like mm-hmm. for a family to deal with loss how there's going to be funny moments in the midst of all that and families are going to find different ways to interact and you're going to have a lot of different things happening other than just like coming together and being sad and i and i but at the same time i was trying to think like i'm spending this whole movie like just thinking about like what would my family do in this situation oh my family was like that it's like just because you can relate to a movie doesn't mean it's good but I think this movie is like really, really good. It might be my favorite of the year so far. Like, mm-hmm. wh- what did you ultimately think of it, and why do you think you liked it so much? Um, I it's it's also my favorite of the year so far, and mm-hmm. you're you're right that it relatable doesn't equal good, and is also I I'm sort of wary of like white American critics talking about foreign language films or films set in other countries and saying like, oh, but it's such a universal story because like it doesn't have to be relatable to you in order to have value. You know what I mean? But right. it is. But it's weird because it, it's like, it kind of is, it isn't at the same is. time. Right. Yeah, it's like relatable, but like it has this whole other component of like, hey, they do kind of think, they do things different back in the Eastern part of the world. Right. And it, it's like, you know, obviously some of the the facts that her family is hiding um, 99's diagnosis from her is not something that would happen in the United States. But a lot of the behavior is still the same. You know, a lot of the, the situation of the family gathering together and just like the jokes and like them talking about things that happened when they were kids and the relationships, those are all things that felt familiar. Um, but then there is also that added layer of comedy and sadness in that like, uh, nine, I doesn't know dying and they all do so she's just excited that her family is together for the first time in 25 years and then occasionally like somebody will burst into tears or like she'll say to them like why do you look so sad so it's like you know it's relatable but it's also sort of a heightened situation yeah no for sure and you know it's it's something i again i can relate to as someone that just uh just seeing just knowing that grandparents like having the family all together it was like very sad and i i mean both both of my grandparents that died were probably like just two of the bigger personalities that like people that you ever knew so it was kind of like oh wow i can like kind of see them in there just knowing that like they like seeing their whole family together and it's like this weird it's like this weird catch-22 the whole time where it's like uh shuzen zhao i'm sorry if i'm getting her first name wrong but i think that's how you pronounce it she's giving this very charming performance and you're like Mm -hmm. you can like get caught up in it throughout 
the entire movie and so happy because she's whether it be that she's just like so loving towards Beely or she's uh, you know uh talking shit about her grandson's Japanese fiance uh she's like doing so many things that uh, you know like you're like I just love this old lady she's so funny and then at the same time like you can take a step back every time you're finding yourself enjoying it it's like oh this is kind of sad too and it, it's like a very interesting way to experience a movie and I I, I just I, I can't really think of any other viewing experience I've had quite like that. Yeah, she is very funny. Like I think it's a great performance, and she actually reminded me a lot of my grandmother who passed away recently. Who I mean, obviously was very different from her. Was you know an Italian American woman, but so, something about like the way that Nai Nai talks to Billy, like just some of the things she says, like reminded me a lot of my grandmother, which maybe. I'm sure she reminds lots of people of their grandmothers. Like, I think that's part of the reason that this movie has been so well received is that lots of people can see elements of their family in it. Um, So that was, that was fun for me. What's also weird is that, you know, I think it's something that's not just talked about in this movie, but maybe talked in general about how maybe like East Asian people might not try and like wear their emotions on their sleeve as much as Western folks. And, uh, and certainly that seems like something that these people are obviously having to do as they're hiding this from her. But at the same time, like she is the center, like she is largely the center of this movie. Nai Nai is, and, and she is like, is, is this like a whole bucket full of personality. And it's kind of, it's just kind of funny that, you know, the rest of the family is kind of acting in that stereotypical way. And she just like, she's not having it. And, uh, it's just like so charming throughout, even when, you know, everyone else is having to like, put on this different face. And I'm kind of talking a little bit about how I, my, my family has gone through something similar. I mean, what's, what's so unique about this is that it's like American families don't necessarily have to do this. This really wouldn't totally happen where like a doctor hides a diagnosis from an American person. It's just not something you do, but it, it, I, I've had these gatherings where the family is gathered for something that's like uh, kind of sad, but like at the same time, I feel like it's a very hard tightrope that every single other actor in this film is like, having to walk where you know they're sad but like they can't exactly say it and all of them except like Billy really seem to be concerned with like hiding that fact and mm-hmm. I I don't know it's it's just it's an interesting thing to see like all these actors having to almost give like two performances at once if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah no that's that's definitely true and I I like how her parent Billy's parents say to her like um like obviously you can't come because you would give it away immediately. You know, that there's the reactions of the family who still lives in China and her parents who grew up in China and then moved to the U S and Billy, who was born in China, but mostly lived in the U S like they all have different reactions to it. And, um, it's, and you're right that they all sort of play those different layers. And her mom gets this great monologue where she talks about how, like, um, when her father died, like she went to the funeral in China and people were kind of like giving her shit for not seeming sad enough. Like, so on top of the fact that they're all having to deal with this sad event and like process their feelings about it, they also are having to think about what it looks like to other people. So there's just a lot of really interesting dynamics going on, I think. Yeah. I want to, I want to ask you about the whole actual thrust of this film or main plot point of this film. That's not, doesn't have like a ton of plot actually, but just, having that secret actually and you know i 
I think as the Western audience that we are, we're almost conditioned to be on Beely's side right from the get-go. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, what the hell is this? And I had the added layer of when um, when my when my grandma died, she, uh, she had had, like, lung problems for years. She was on oxygen the last 10 years of her life. And then uh, she had, like, a downturn, um, I guess, like – beginning of, uh, 2018. And, um, my parents said, Hey, like, uh, they found lung cancer in Grammy's lung. She, she hadn't had actual, like an actual cancer diagnosis there for a while. She just had like breathing problems and COPD and stuff like that. And, uh, and some extensions of that. And they're like, yeah, they found cancer. It might spread. She probably only has like maybe six months, which I mean, it wasn't as sad as it sounds because like, she really suffered a lot at the end of her life. But I was, they're like, don't say anything about it to her. I was like, well, that's weird. I guess I guess that's more my grandpa's place to do it, but I don't know how they're going to handle that. And then she died like ten days later. So, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I never really like followed up with the family, like what was going to be the plan? Like, were you going to tell her? And and I, I called my mom after I saw the movie, and they're like, well, no, like her memory was so bad at the end. I think they did actually end up telling her. They just didn't want you like talking to her about it and confusing her because her memory was really bad. So I was like, oh, okay, good. We weren't going to like try and trick her for six months. It was just like a it was a thing. But I spent the whole movie thinking like, man, like what was my family going to do if she actually like lived out the entirety of like that prognosis? And so I'm like constantly like putting myself in the shoes of these characters, even more so than I probably would have if my grandma had just had a different end of her life. So mm-hmm. I'm like very, very connected to this. And I probably, I actually saw the movie again today. Cause like I, I wanted to actually support it financially because I saw an early screening first. And at the same time, I kind of wanted to refresh myself before the podcast, but like after my, I probably missed a bunch of lines on my first viewing. Cause I think I was just like constantly like just analyzing myself and what it said about me and what would I have done? Cause this almost, this might've almost happened to me. And I was just like overthinking it. And I think I probably missed a good, a, uh, several chunks of dialogue because it takes a little extra concentration when you're doing the subtitle thing. So I'm like constantly like had a really personal connection to this moral dilemma, which is compelling in and of itself. But then like I had this on top of that too. So I was like really, really like on Beely's side at the beginning. And then I thought it was like a really interesting trick that the movie pulled that like, you know, it doesn't feel unearned at the end where it's like she's kind of had this change of heart, but I don't even really know how we got there. But it's like, yeah, this feels like, it makes sense. I'm kind of with you now, Beely. And I don't know, like, what did you think of just like how the movie like handled all those debates that the family's having throughout about like, do you tell someone, would you rather, what would you rather be if you were the person in nine eyes shoes? And uh, how are you processing just like such an interesting moral dilemma that had compelling arguments on both sides that it's just not like a, a thing you often see in movies, I feel like. Yeah. And you know, as an American audience, like, our reaction at the beginning is going to be the same as Billy's where she goes, Mm -hmm. is basically like, that's outrageous. You can't not tell her. And her parents are like, you know, this is how people do it. This is what we did. Um, when your grandfather died, like it's better for her to not be, you know, that she won't be scared and upset in the last few months of her life. And, you know, I'm watching this thinking like, no, (laughs) you know that, but, but then when the movie, when they all do go to China and you hear, the perspectives of all of her relatives and you hear from uh little Nai Nai, who's her sister who has been taking care of her all these years mm-hmm. you it is you start to understand why this might seem like the right option for people because it you know somebody getting a stage four cancer diagnosis there's no good way to approach it you know it's not going to have a good outcome so it's sort of like you know people are just doing the best they can well what's interesting is that she's like really able-bodied 
You know, yeah. like when, when my grandma passed away, she had been almost like confined to her apart, her condominium, except for doctor's appointments for like the last few years of her life. And so it's like one thing if it's like that and you can't you're you, you just kind of want to like have people around you that care about you and be able to appreciate that. And that's really all the end of your life kind of should be. And I, I can almost see like not adding that extra layer of worry on. But like what if you are like kind of able bodied like nine eye seems like maybe would you want to like know and then you can like go do some like really fun shit that like you'll never have a yeah. chance to do now. Like I, I, I was thinking about that. But at the same time, it's like they're, they're having these conversations and like. The, in the east the family believes that you should bear that burden and not put it on that person and that's yours to just like live with and not theirs and they're the ones that are about to die don't make it any more stressful that fear will kill them first and i'm like i don't know i could see both sides and I, it's just I, I don't know i was like really torn yeah well and that's the thing is that she doesn't seem sick and she's going about her life as normal so it's like would you want to disrupt that you know it's kind of you know you yeah, understand yeah. the points being made so it's like she's living her daily life but she could go do something exceptional like go on a big last trip or something you know <laughs> i don't know well and i think the movie does a good job of not saying like oh the american way of doing things is better or the chinese way of things is d- of doing things is better and because a lot of the movies about billy being conflicted about like you know not feeling totally chinese or totally american and she has that conversation with the, the when she's checking into the hotel and the employee like won't stop asking her questions about America. And he keeps saying like, which one's better though? Like America's better. Right. And she just keeps saying like, it's different. It's different. Like, you know, and that's kind of what the movie is about, yeah. but you know, it's one is not necessarily better. And they have that whole argument uh, during that dinner scene too, about the one, the one relative who is sending her son to America to go to college. Yeah. And the mom is like, you know, Oh, if China's so great, why are you sending him there? And so- they have this, whole argument was that you, uh i mean i i kind of one i i don't actually think it's that important if you do know the answer to this question because it's just it's just kind of how it is when you have a big family gathering like that like people just show up but was that character supposed to be like lil nine eyes uh daughter you think she yeah i i actually was having this i couldn't remember exactly who she was she was somebody's niece but i wasn't well, sure right so that would make her like nine eyes niece nine and, eyes niece, yeah and i, I figured that was who it was supposed to be because they said that like you know uh, she only had the two sons. Like those are her two kids, and mm-hmm. that was pretty clear. So I was like, "Who else could this person be? It must be like one of Little Nine Eyes' kids." But like, they don't ac- actually say. But like, even if that wasn't the case, that's just when you have like a big event in the family like that. Like you're gonna have a lot of extended family show up. Like all you have to really know is that they're a relative. I just didn't know if that was something I missed that they explicitly said. So I was kind of curious. No, I don't think they say it explicitly. They gotcha. at some point somebody says the niece, but like that is also a relatable thing. Like I have been to family functions where I have to say to my mom, like, "How am I related to that person?" <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. We, we, no. you get all the cousins start showing up and... no i had some of that at my my grandma's funeral like all these family members from the philadelphia area that like my grandpa probably hadn't seen in like 15 years like they they just came for the came for the big funeral and that was and, and, and that was basically it so it's certainly a relatable thing where you just have all and i think they said before the wedding that like you're just gonna like re, someone told Billy like you're just gonna refer to all these people as cousin or something like that mm-hmm. there's a line like that i was like yeah i i i i, I kind of feel that um, yeah, because I think she says at one point that she doesn't know most of the people at the wedding. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, I 
I mean, I, 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 we don't, I don't have my entire family like really anywhere all that often, but like they did, she hadn't seen a lot of, they said that she hadn't been back to China in like, you know, the way they measured it was how many maids there were. The, <laughs> I mean, they hadn't had everyone there, like both kids and their extended families there. And like, since Billy had moved it's like 25, 25 years, years yeah. which is when she moved away. But like, I got the feeling like she had been there maybe more recently than that, just not with the rest of the family, but she said it was like four maids ago. And I don't know how long her grandma kept a maid on average, but like, I mean, that could have easily been 10 years. And I, it was like kind of cool to see like how to see her relationship with Nai Nai when it might have been that long since they actually saw each other in person. And I think, I mean, a big testament to that is like the writing in that like very first scene when they're on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's like you can kind of see the kind of conversation they might have uh, just to like kind of stay in touch. Uh, and I don't know. I, I found that like very sharp writing there. She's like telling her grandma little lies like throughout the conversation just to like make her feel better. Nothing like major. And I was like, Oh, this is very sweet. You know, like, yeah, I thought it was cute. Yeah. That during that scene is the, where Nana says to her, like, Oh, you have to be careful living in New York. I heard people will steal your earrings, which is like such a grandma thing. Or that that you're just going to get cold. Are you wearing a jacket? That's a grandma thing. And Billy says, like, I'm not wearing earrings. And Nani says, ah, so you heard too. <laughs> it's just like totally something my grandma would have said, you know? And also so, like, and also her lying about being at the hospital. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my um, uh, well, both of my, uh, both of my grandmas are breast cancer survivors. The, the one that, uh, or in the one that just, uh, that passed away last year, like, uh, like she talked about it when I was older, but like, we definitely didn't know about it. Like when the first, when she first battled it, like when we were, my brother and I were like kind of like eight and six years old. It's like some, some, some things are just like not going to want to worry the grandkids with. And even like mm-hmm. a trip to the hospital that you think might result in some bad news, she's not going to say. And yeah. Yeah. I just, I really liked how they, how quickly they establish her relation, their relationship with that phone conversation. And yeah, I don't know. It's... Well, well, I like how the movie just uses language too. I, I mean, I've heard some interviews with, with Lu Wong and, and Aquafina where it's like her Mandarin wasn't great. And they didn't want it to be, like, great because, like, this character is supposed to have lived in America for a while and it probably shouldn't be as good. But at the same time, like, it, they wanted it to be, like, a little sharper for the movie. And But people were commenting on it actually within the movie about how, like, your Chinese isn't that good. But at the same time, like, there's these other quirks throughout the movie where it's, like, uh, the the other part of the uh, – her uncle and – uh, Nai Nai's other son and his family, like they moved to Japan some time ago. So they might know Japanese and Chinese, but they don't know English. So not only do you have the thing where like they can switch to English in front of Nai Nai Nai, they don't want to know what he's saying. I think mm-hmm. there's even a moment in the movie where it's just the, the, uh, both sons families are kind of in each other's presence. And I think, uh, or some members of that family are in the presence of Billy's family and Billy and her mom might like go into English in front of them because they they know they know Chinese and Japanese but not English and it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of funny like I mean my family's just a bunch of like dumb white Americans that only speak English <laughs> and it's like if you're dealing with people like this like they can actually like go in and out of different languages depending on who's in the room and who they want to hear what and that was like a a fairly unique thing in in movies to have like that going on with three languages as opposed to two like I feel like you often see like two characters talking one language they know the other person in the room doesn't talk but like it felt like it was like another layer to that that just made the family dynamics all that much more interesting and I think they do a good job of um conveying too that like different members of the family speak Chinese at different levels like even watching it as somebody who does not speak Mandarin like sometimes the like when Billy is speaking the subtitles will have something untranslated or put something in quotes so you can tell that she doesn't know what it means mm. and there are a couple moments where she's she's speaking Chinese but she'll stop and say like dad how do you say this like so you you get even I mean obviously you don't get it as well as if you actually spoke this language but the movie does a good job of conveying 
all the different the different languages and the different levels of fluency involved, I think, in a really interesting way. Yeah, definitely. I I, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the movie as it uh, kind of progressed uh, a, a little more towards the end, and you know, I guess I guess maybe even specifically uh, that wedding scene, because I mean, I guess it's like takes up like the last like half hour of the movie almost, and you know, it's where Billy first has kind of her realization when she first hears that they're going to get the test results but at the same time i think it serves a bigger purpose than that and that it's like that i guess that is one of like the big events that like i was talking about where it's like the family i guess what now that i think about it the family almost like put on one of those big events for her that would be the big thing you would do her getting to do something cool before she died like they kind of made sure it happened uh with that wedding and i feel like it was like that was such a fun it was such a fun sequence i mean it was a little interesting uh when her when her uncle really started crying when he gave her speech as like someone that else besides billy finally wasn't able hold it together but other than that it's like a very very joyful long sequence of stuff and that in and of itself might have only played a large part in just con- kind of convincing Billy like to make the decision she ultimately does uh what did you think about that and how it kind of wove in like some serious stuff but also some like really hilarious stuff like that drinking game yeah the drinking game is funny uh there's karaoke going on which also tells you a lot about the relationships the people doing it like Mm -hmm. billy and her dad do karaoke together and like really into it and you can see that like they have a good relationship and Mm -hmm. then um her cousin who is uh who they well you know who they say is marrying his girlfriend of three months as an excuse for them all come together like they're sort of very tentatively doing karaoke together and like are not that into it every every time like they they, they just put the camera on the two of them and the japanese fiance was just like a little confused every time the camera was on her like i just i lost it like i I just laughed every single time well because it's so awkward for her on a couple different levels she doesn't understand what anybody's saying she's having to pretend that she is engaged and has been dating this guy for much longer than she has been like you know there's all sorts of like and knowing that like because they've only been together so long she probably shouldn't really be there for something as serious as like a dying family member that they're deceiving and she can probably tell that nine night doesn't like her like you know, <laughs> she's a, a minor character but there's a whole other story going on there right um yeah and no. there's that that uh moment that scene where um nine is talking to these three elderly guys at her table and they start talking about being in the military and you sort of realize that like oh nine i had this whole other life mm-hmm. before she had children and you know, before any of these people were around and it's just a brief conversation, but it is sort of like, Oh, right. You know, she's a a whole person with a whole bunch of life experiences. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned life experiences because, you know, one thing that does come up and during one of the many conversations throughout the movie was that like, she actually did the same thing for her husband and that like Mm -hmm. had had, like a terminal illness and then didn't tell him. So it's like, she's kind of gone through this whole thing on the other side before. And I, I, I had myself, I myself started thinking towards the end of the movie, like, are we sure she didn't also know what was going on? Yeah. And she was playing I had along? that thought too. I mean, d- yeah, I was, I, I was curious. I was curious like what, what she thought about that. Cause like she, she kind of like plays along, but you can easily, it wouldn't be that hard to fake it at the same time. If she just didn't want to make it, her family feel even more awkward. Yeah. I think it's possible that, she might not have known, but I think it's possible that she suspected because, I mean, you know, she's not stupid and right. she has done this for someone else before. But I think then there is she is probably thinking, well, I don't want to upset them 
by letting them think that I know. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like the secret is being kept now in both directions, I think was kind of what you're supposed to take from that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to ask a little bit more about uh, some of the performances. I guess uh, first ask you about Aquafina. Uh, you know, I think it was kind of cool. I, le- I learned while watching this. I mean, I guess it makes sense since the movie apparently shot last June, according to uh, Wikipedia. But she got cast in this movie before Ocean's 8 or Crazy Rich Asians ever came out. And, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, because, I mean, like, Ocean's 8, I think, came out, like, last June. and Last year. And Crazy Rich Asians came out last August. So, mm-hmm. like, that decision had to be made before then. I don't think I – I think I might have, like – I think she was, like, played one of the voices in BoJack Horseman, and that was, like, the only thing I'd ever heard of her <laughs> before, like, Ocean's 8 came out. So, you know – she was like a comedian and a rapper. So it's like a pretty big leap to, you know, cast her as like the lead in like a, a, a dramatic movie like that. And it even would have been if she got cast after those two movies came out. Cause she was kind of the comic relief in those movies. So, uh, wh- what did you think about what she was able to do based on your expectations going in? Cause we hadn't really seen her do anything like this before. Yeah, no, I think she's really good in this. And I was, it, it you know, she, I think she's fine in oceans eight and crazy rich Asians, but she sort of has, those are sort of one note characters and she's sort of doing the same thing in both movies. Mm -hmm. So this is totally something that I would not necessarily have thought she had in her, you know, Mm -hmm. cause it is a, I mean, she, she's definitely funny in this movie too, especially, especially in some of her conversations with her grandmother, but it's, it's also definitely a dramatic part. And I think she does a great job. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like a really difficult part. Cause like you said, she has some funny stuff, but it's like, uh, she has to, Again, like like the rest of the family, even if she's not like able to put on as happy of a face initially, like she's also like having to like give two performances and like deceive her grandma, but then she's just like herself when she's uh, playing herself. So it's it, it is kind of that performance within a performance thing, and you know I, that is all like really difficult. And then it's like almost to me like in like you like we talked about earlier, I don't really cry during movies at all. Like I mean, it, it really leaves a, an impression on me when I almost do. And I came somewhat close in like her last <laughs> conversation when she's like saying goodbye to her grandma and she's like confessing that she didn't get the fellowship. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the one thing I thought about. Like, again, that, that was like another moment where I like zoned out and just started thinking about my own life. I'm like, I'm like, again, I'm very lucky that, you know, I lived as long as I did with all my grandparents. But at the same time, I'm like, my grandpa's like never going to see me get married. And I, I thought about that and I'm like, Gosh, like my grandpa, like is always told my brother, like you're like my last project. Like he always knew that, like I had a job, and he was like <laughs> safe in that. His goal was like find me a wife, but like find my brother a career. He always told my brother, like at least I know Josh has a job. I'm gonna get you like a job, and you're gonna have a career, and that's gonna be that. It's like those are like his milestones. He'd accomplished everything else he wanted to in life. He just wanted to see all of his kids and his two oldest grandchildren be like really happy in life, and that was like how he measured like the boxes he needed to tick off before he died and it's like he didn't quite get to see me like have a family he didn't maybe quite get to see my brother to get to where he wanted my brother to get professionally and i'm like thinking about that as i'm watching her like bear her heart out to her grandma it's like you want to you want to show your grandparents like hey i've accomplished this and you've lived this long and you got to see that you should feel proud of that because i feel proud of this and i was like man like aquafina is like really having to do some heavy stuff here and i was just like really impressed with that especially resonating with me in that moment because it was like a life thought that I've had often just thinking about like what my grandparent is not going to be able to see. And like that hit me really hard. And I was just very impressed because like you said, she's fine. in those other couple of comedies we saw last year, I preferred her in crazy rich Asians, but you know, like there's nothing in those movies that made me think like, Oh yeah, I'm really excited to see her lead like this really heavy film about grief by a 20. Right. 
Yeah, kind of what you're talking about, uh, about like uh, grandparents not living to see you accomplish things. The, I think the moment that gets at that the most in the movie is they're, when they're um, like getting photos taken for the wedding and she and I and I have a conversation about all the stuff they have to do. And she says to her, like, don't worry, when you get married, I'll throw you an even bigger banquet. Like, it'll be better than this. And mm. she, you see the look on Billy's face where she's processing all of that, like knowing that that's not going to happen, but she can't let on to Nanai that that is an upsetting thing to hear. Right. Um, and you know, that's kind of a, that is also relatable because there's that whole, it's a whole thread in the movie where Nanai keeps asking her whether she has a boyfriend and people can ask her if she's married. And like, that was always a thing my grandma wanted to know about. Yeah. On top of that, there's also the moment when they're climbing the stairs. She's like, that's why I'm so healthy. I keep, I do things like yeah. this to stay active. And then, and then they have to cut to Billy's face and it's like, Oh God, like she has to like, she has to kind of hold her mouth shut. But no, again, like the thing about like her keep asking her if she's married. That, I mean, that was, that was like kind of the conversation that would like come up every time. Like I was in my grandpa's presence, the same thing. Like yeah, I started same. cracking up when the, uh, you see the look on Nai's face the first time, like she, she finds out the doctor speaks English even before, even before, <laughs> yeah. even, even before she asks him if he's married, it's like, Oh, and she just like, she yeah. turns, she doesn't even say anything. She just turns and you can like see the expression. Oh, and the, and the, she and the, lights up. It's so funny. And, and the gears just clicking in her head before she then asks if he's married. And it's like, that is exactly the kind of thing my grandpa would do. Like, it'd be really embarrassing, but like we could like be out to dinner and he could find a waitress cute and he would start like trying to find out <laughs> about like her personal life or something like that. And I'm like, I, I was like, oh my God, like this is very relatable and like kind of sad because now I'm thinking about the fact that like all my grandpa's efforts, like he, my, like I was very close to my grandpa. Like he came, he, he came down to West Palm beach with me and said, look, I need to like, make sure that you don't pick out a bad apartment for yourself. One, cause you need to network really well, but two, it needs to be nice enough to impress a nice Jewish girl. Like, <laughs> like, like every conversation came back to that kind of thing with him. So it was just like, it was like just hitting me really hard. It's like repeatedly seeing her grandma, like come back to that kind of thing. It's like super relatable, super sad and super funny, like all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, and I think that is an experience that probably most people have with their grandparents. Mm -hmm. yeah. But so, you know, that was, it was funny and sad, like a lot of things in this movie. Yeah. And I'll just say again, we've, we've talked about, uh, Shuzen Zhao, but like, again, like, it's not like the most like overly expressive performance. Like it's not a lot of physical comedy or her making wacky faces or anything like that. Plus it's going through the, going through the language barrier, watching all of it through subtitles and like i mean I've, I've i've started watching a lot of foreign movies and reading subtitles the last few years and i've seen a lot of them and it's like i can't ever think of it just a character in a movie that like uh wasn't that it didn't involve like a foreign movie that didn't involve a lot of physical comedy or like exaggerated or exaggerated expressions it just made me laugh that much and i mean it's a testament to the writing too but also like her delivery of the lines that she's not like doing anything all that crazy while she's saying them and it's just making me laugh a lot you know i'm trying to think of like the last like foreign comedy i watched i don't know did you ever see wild tales no i've heard of it i haven't seen it yeah i highly recommend it it's just like an it's an argent it's this argentinian mm -hmm. movie i think i got a best picture uh best foreign language oscar nomination but it's a comedy really for a, a lot of it is and but it's just like five short stories throughout the movie of like it's like five short films throughout a movie and it's like all these people just like kind of being awful and it's funny, but it's like people going all out balls to the wall doing crazy shit. That's not this. And I, I just find myself laughing a lot. And I think it's just kind of cool to see like an old, an old Chinese lady give a performance that cracked me up that much. Yeah. Oh, no, I, sorry. No, I, was I, don't been, I think a lot of that is that this is very much a Chinese American movie. Like even though it has a lot of actors from China and it's set mostly in China, you know, it's from a Chinese American writer director. So it's bringing both of those experiences. So I feel like the humor translates right. even through the language barrier. Cause I've had that experience watching 
watching foreign language movies. Like a couple years ago, there was this Chinese movie called The Mermaid. Okay. That was like one of the most successful movies in China. And really? it's this sort of wacky comedy. And I saw it and there was a lot of stuff in it that made me laugh. But there were also moments where I was like, I am missing something here. Sure. You know, like this joke either doesn't translate or it's a reference I don't have. That's a really good, I, that's a good point, though. I, uh. I listened to uh, Lulu Wong on The Big Picture with Sean Fennessy, and she, she said that. Like, it was, like, a long process for her to get this movie made in this specific way. And, mm-hmm. like, she was, like – like, she tried to ship, pitch it to Chinese investors, and they were, like, yeah, but, like, we like it, but, like, Billy can't be the main character. She's too American if we're going to make this a Chinese movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, to American audience to, – when she was pitching it to American investors, they were, like – yeah, but, like, why is this movie taking place in China if it's going to be an American movie? Like, she, like, wanted it to be very specifically, like, her experience, where it was like, yeah, I, I'm largely American, but I had this experience in China. And she was able to get it done on her terms after the This American Life story came out. But I think that that's just a really good point you made in that, like, I guess to, like, make that these Chinese people sh- that funny to me, it probably does have to be from kind of an American perspective. But I don't think you get a movie that's, like, this authentic and still, like, true to its uh, – Chinese qualities like if you don't have this specific filmmaker making it with this specific vision right and like obviously I don't know how this movie plays if you're watching it as a Chinese person or watching it in China but I think it probably is a really uh, it's a more difficult balance than we might realize to make a movie that is about the experience of being from both places right definitely uh did you have any other uh any other performances you wanted to give a shout out to any other people that really just kind of caught your eye and you appreciated um, I really like the performances of both of the actors who play her parents. I mentioned that monologue that her mom gets mm-hmm. about the um, going to her father's funeral and yeah. just a couple of things that her dad did. Like there's that moment where they're at the spa and there's like a, a word that Billy doesn't know. And the woman says like, oh, it means like beautiful. It's like a term of endearment they use for lots of different people. And they're just talking about like what they're going to do that day. And she says like, what about you, sir? And the dad goes, oh, you can call me beautiful. <laughs> it's like such a dad moment. And that really made me laugh. And I don't know, she, cause she has, I like how it's clear that she has a, a decent relationship with both of her parents, but it's, she has a very different relationship with her dad than she does with her mom. And it, like, you get that in just a couple scenes. Um, so I, I don't know. I really liked both of those actors. Yeah, no, I did too. Like her, even just like seeing, you know, her mom had to like, it, in that, I mean, her dad's just kind of like sitting by on his bed in that first scene where she goes back there. But it, you can like tell a ton about like her com- like her relationship with her mom just by like the first conversation they have when she shows up mm-hmm. to their to their house, uh, where like just her mom talking about like what she's going to eat, but also like giving her a lot of crap about like just where she is at in life. It's like a very relatable thing to have parents that care that much for you, but are going to like give you that hard of a time about your life's accomplishments at the same time really found that rang true based on mm-hmm. conversations I had with my parents who like, I mean, I have great parents. I always, I've said on this podcast multiple times, I rolled sevens on parents, especially when I <laughs> talk about, I talk about movies like, like dysfunctional families. I have to make it clear that like I, part of why it's so fascinating is because I, I, mine was so different, but at the same time I spent like basically my entire second and third years of law school, not knowing what I was going to be doing for the summer after the second year of law school and knowing what I was going to do for a job after law school. And I had a lot of tough conversations with my parents about that. And it's like, you can have people that really care for you a lot, but like are going to constantly nag you about things like that. And I thought like her mom was like really kind of nailed that kind of dichotomy you might have with your parents any to give any given time based on when we're at in life. I, I really enjoyed them too. I, I, I did not know, like 
a lot of the people I've listened to talk about this movie. It talked about like, oh, like this guy has been in like every movie talking or every TV show talking about her dad. And I was like, yeah, he's a real that guy. Like yeah. I had definitely seen him in stuff before. Yeah. Like, and it was like kind of the same thing where I was like, I guess that looks familiar, but like I, 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 I can't place it anywhere. And then like I went on to his IMDb and it was like, oh, this guy was on like Veep and Silicon Valley. And he was an arrival. And, and 24 yeah. and arrival and the Rush Hour movies. It was like, he's like. I guess he's just like that go-to guy if you like want an Asian actor in American film because he seems like he's been in like several of them that I've seen in recent years. So it was good on him because it's like like you said, he's that guys don't often get to be like this guy in a movie that like yeah. like is like this prominently featured in a movie that's being received like this. And I I mean I don't want to get too ahead of myself with like awards and stuff like that, but I think the movie like has a chance to do well enough financially to like get some traction during award season. So I, I hope it does, you know, like, uh, for the, for the screenplay or for, um, for the, uh, shoes and Zhao or just any of these people, like, it'd be really cool to see it, you know, pop up there, uh, later in the year. Um, I don't well, know. I'll tell them that, but. Oh yeah. I, I, de- well, real quick. I just, while we're still talking about individual performances, yeah. I wanted to mention that, um, Lil Nainai, who is uh, Nainai's sister, is played uh, yeah. by a woman named Lu Hong, who is Lulu Wong's actual great aunt. Like right, she is yeah, the I person who, like, when this happened, she's basically playing herself from when this happened in real life. And, and, I, I, and I would not have, I would not have guessed that too. You know, I think I, that's a thing that's sometimes done in movies. Like, um, did you ever see Krisha? Yes. So like Trey Edward Schultz basically just cast his whole family as his, as as like his family in that movie. Like most of those are like his relatives, and I I could kind of see it. Like it was mm-hmm. it was still pretty impressive performances. Like in spite of that, but like or just knowing that, like I was like, oh, that's still pretty good. But like I can kind of tell that these people weren't real actors. Like I thought the actress that played Will Nine Eye like. She was actually really good, or, or I don't even know if I should call her an actress. I guess she's not an actress. She's just Lou Long's right amp. It's like if you just not never told me that and just been like, yeah, that's a Chinese actor that's been doing stuff for years, and they just got her right. to be in this movie. I would have been like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> but she, cool. she, I mean, and obviously, you know, she's drawing on something that actually happened to right. her, but she fits into this ensemble perfectly. I thought, no. so, and that's her actual dog too in the oh, movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I heard that. Yeah, uh, that that was like. God, that 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 was that was like a really sweet moment too. I mean, uh, just talking about like how these people are like going to come together and have like moments, like even throughout something sad happening. That like that was just like an example of like oh, but they can laugh too. And, and another thing, I I, I also kind of like the actor that played the um uh B- Billy's uncle, and mm-hmm. I, I thought it was it was a fun scene where like he walked her back to the hotel. Um, oh, that first night scene, yeah. and he's just like it's like a he's just like repeating this whole thing to her about how she can't say anything and she's just saying i know i know i know and it was kind of funny but also like kind of sad but also like one of those moments that like i'm talking about how families get together after bad things happen and you have all these people hanging around and it reminded me when i've been in these experiences how like you're gonna end up with like different odd pairings of people when those groups of families get together like everyone just wants to feel useful and do mm-hmm. something and make themselves like do something that can feels like they can be of some assistance of some use because it's a hopeless situation and like people are going to volunteer to do like a random task just to get it done like even if it was like going with her nine eye to like see the wedding venue like everyone's like popping up i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it and that ended up being a funny scene too 
but like him just walking her back to the hotel it's like it's just her and the uncle it's like kind of a random combination like it could have just easily been her and her dad but like stuff like that does happen where it's like you're just going to be with another random family member doing a random task because you're in this like sad situation where everyone's just jumping at the chance to kind of get out of the room and go do something else to kind of take their mind off of things but also like feel being like they're being useful at the same time so like i thought that was like a really like true scene as to like what happens when a family is like in that scenario but like i kind of like the moment that those two actors had also yeah that the scene got a big laugh in my theater because you think he's done and then he he's one going. more time goes but you can't tell her <laughs> no yeah, yeah it was funny and like i guess the other thing being like uh it was interesting how like related to that just how you, the, the movie like it wasn't all necessarily like Bewey's in most of the scenes I would say but like it, it does take the time to even like kind of show you the the conversation is like going on between the two brothers and how like they're kind of debating it and Billy like walks into the room or whatever like you get to see them have some moments where it's like it doesn't spend a ton of time on those moments but you find out like a lot about their history at the mm-hmm. same time like it feels like you get a very good sense of what the relationship is like even though they don't have a lot of screen time and it's clear they haven't actually spent that much time together in their lives and I thought it was really impressive how the movie was like able to kind of tell you a lot about them or like the the the, the people in the family who are sending their son to school in America like it's a very efficient movie in that like you feel like you do learn something about most of these people even if they only have like one scene definitely um yeah i feel like it it tells you a lot about um all of these characters with and their relationships without ever really kind of putting too fine a point on anything mm-hmm. you know you just get little bits of conversations and you go like oh i get what this is like i understand what this dynamic is definitely uh any final thoughts oh, oh you, uh did you have some award thought you wanted to give i think you're oh. about to say that i didn't know if you wanted to add yeah. something to that well, I just wanted, uh, I was going to say that I think, you know, for a, for a small movie like this, that is mostly subtitled, um, this movie has done very well. Yeah. Um, it's made, I think like $6 million so far and it has just expanded. So it'll make more, but there was a story a couple weeks ago where it had, um, I think when it was just in four theaters in New York and LA, it had the highest per screen average of the year so far. Yeah. And just for like 88,000 in four theaters. Yeah. Just from uh, like my experience, I saw it at, 7 30 on the thursday it came out mm. and um there were so many people in the theater already when i got there that i had to sit in the second row which i hate doing Ugh. so I, I was but at the same time i was like oh i'm glad oh, i think I, I remember seeing your instagram post I, or something like that that, that looked, that looked, like, that looked like very uncomfortable amateur. yeah um but uh, i was like and it was in one of the smaller theaters and just this amc but it was nice to see that people seem to be excited that it had finally come out here mm-hmm. so that was encouraging and yeah i do think i mean obviously we are not even really into Oscar season yet. And who knows how these things ever go. But I do think, I think screenplay, it might have a shot in. And, you know, I really do like so many of these performances, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. You know, I would no. be happy to see any of them nominated. Yeah. A24 is pretty solid just in general at the, um, at the awards game for a, for a smaller company. And I would hope they would, uh, you know, make a push for, uh, and Zhao if they're going to, I feel like that's the kind of thing that they could maybe make happen in the supporting actors category. And that would be cool. And definitely the screenplay, by all accounts, it seems like eighth grade was like pretty close last year in screenplay. And that's like a movie of like a, like a similar budget and scope as far as like, and came out at a similar time of year. Right. And as far as like just the amount of money it might make. So it was right there. And you know, like they, they got a, they, they got an adapted screenplay nomination. I don't know if this, would, I don't know how it works when it's like a radio clip, if it would be adapted or original screenplay, but oh, that's a good um, point. Probably adapted. 
I guess, yeah. But they they got an they got like an adapted screenplay nomination uh, a couple years ago for like the Disaster Artist. So it's like even for like odd movies like that, like they've made it happen. So it would be pretty cool if it did for that. It, it would feel premature to like uh, put any other expectations on it at this point. Like you said, we haven't really gotten to the heart of award season, but like it would be really cool to see it uh, at least show up in a couple spots uh, later in the year, and that would make me really happy. So uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, was just, I mean, like, it's so early, we don't even really know who the other contenders would be. But I hope that people don't forget about this one, like going into award season. Definitely. Uh, Hannah, before we sign off, any other final thoughts? Oh, not really. I think we covered everything. Just, uh, you know, I it's my favorite movie of the year so far and I want to see it again. So yeah. I hope people go see it. Yeah. Tell your family to see it too. If, if you're listening to this as someone that already saw it, but also liked it, like, you know, it, it's, it's good for movies like these to have good word of mouth. So I would, uh, definitely, uh, recommend just recommending it to someone else. Uh, Hannah, before I sign off, anything you want to plug Twitter, letterbox, anything like that? Uh, yeah, my Twitter is at H G C O U T U R E and my letterboxed is, uh, Hannah G C. So. Yeah, so getting to that time of year where you can complain about movie releases, right? That's oh, about, we're, we're, we're about right about that point of the year, correct? All day, every day, yeah. yeah. So uh, as usual, I'm at Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y on Twitter and Letterboxd. Podcast Twitter is Rewind Movie Pod. Coming up uh, next week, we'll have a podcast on, or maybe this week, actually. I'll put this one out first, then we'll have one on Hobbs and Shaw, and then what do we have coming out next week? It's like couple things i don't know uh the kitchen yeah i don't know what the, I, I, oh, yeah. I don't know what to make of that you know it's like kind of weird that that movie that's like basically like kind of looks like widows and gonna come out but it's at like a widows part that's light. not quite widows yeah. like because it's coming out in august and there's also going to be the uh, hustlers movie which is kind of also similar in that regard that's like yeah. women, women doing crime so I'm, I'm here for it even though like i'm not really sure if it's gonna be good but uh i'll definitely be doing a podcast on it so uh stay everyone stay tuned for that and we'll see you next time